0: Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, motivational speaker, full time psychology student, mama of four, and military spouse. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and real stories from inspirational women. Warning sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some f bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, today I'm here with Terry. Terry Sidford is a certified personal life coach author of the 100 hearts inspiring stories from the women who live them and i'm gonna link that up in the show notes for anybody who wants to grab a copy a sought after tedx speaker we are just talking about how she's used to having to cram information into a small amount of time so the podcast is at least three times what TEDx talk is. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's also a tv host and the passion test facilitator what's a passion test
1: just I don't know. It passion test focuses is. on your five, um, five passions uh, and you have more than five, but it's some five passions that are the most important to you. And it's just a very simple little method of identifying those. And then it gives you some, I, I took a whole course on it to, to help people find their passions. And it's really been brilliant to And, and actually how they start to live those into in their life as well.
0: Oh, that sounds so cool. So in her spare time, um, you can find her checking off her traveling bucket list with her husband. What have been some of your favorite places to visit?
1: Well, recently, our last trip was to uh, South Africa, and that was a bucket list for a very long time. We finally pulled the trigger and just did it. Most transformative trip for me for many different reasons. Just seeing different cultures and what they've been through, which that culture has been through a lot. They're still going through a lot, and the people are amazing—just amazing. They're so resilient. You know, they've—they've have reason to have uh, a hardened heart, but they don't. They just keep going, and they—that—that um, that I learned a lot by that. And then looking at the animals and just experiencing nature really brings you back to who you are, and what life's really about, and being present. And I was very present, so. Bucket list for sure. It's, it's really changed me. I don't worry about too much since I've been back. And um, so I want to have some other bucket list trips uh, to go to plan on. Um, so I really feel fortunate to have, have been able to do that. I'm waiting until my husband gets out of the Navy and then we're going to travel because
0: right now I don't want to do it by myself. And he's one of my favorite peoples and I can't plan trips with him because we never know what his (laughs) schedule is going to be like.
1: I know, Darn, you know, but it's just nice to know that you, you love to be hang with your best friend when you're traveling and it really does make it magical. It really
0: does. I mean, he gets to travel without me with the Navy all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Much better if you were there.
0: Right. That's yeah. what I say. But you know, um, he's time done will tip- it. it well, that's what I said. I'm like, you know, when you're out of the Navy and like, I think he's got like four, less than like four and a half years, less than four and a half years left. And I was like, when you get out, I said, you know, I'm going to put that passport to use and we're going to go on a trip together. And he was like, <laughs> that sounds good. I was like, yeah. Cause I was going to meet him, um, in port someplace on his next deployment, but Um, sometimes that can change and, and with my schedule and the kids and everything, I wouldn't want to pay all that money. And then his schedule changes and then I can't go at that time. So we're like, it's, it's not even worth, you know, spending all that money. And then I wind up someplace all by myself anyway. So we're going to wait, we're going to wait until he gets, gets out and then we're going to. Okay. Where there were some places, some places he's never been. I told him we have Good. to go, we have to go places he's never been, but he's wanted to go because they visit some of the same places, you know, over and over again. Over and over. Yeah. So he's, he, there's been a few places he's been to that, um, he's only been to like once, but there's a lot of places he's been to like three or four times. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, all beautiful places. So he enjoys it, but I'm like, let's go someplace you've never been like Ireland. He's never been to Ireland. Cause they don't have like a port for them to pull into.
1: So well, there you um, go. I'm like. Well, I think Ireland, Ireland would
0: be perfect. Yeah, I think you should
1: go Ireland. I I have. That's on my bucket list. I've not been to Ireland,
0: so uh, I'm I'm in love. I just want to go. So, anyways, we better get started with what we want to okay. talk about because I'm sure everybody's right. like, okay, y'all, just get it together now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, when you applied, you you were talking about courage, and I would love to have you share with us some times in your life that you had to gather some courage to get through what you are going through so people can really see like you've been through the shit too. It's not, Mm -hmm. you, you don't just talk it. You don't just talk the talk. You walk the walk.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I didn't learn that for a while. I was talking the talk and didn't realize that I was courageous. I hid my stories, my life growing up. And it wasn't until I did my Ted talk that I, for the first time shared all of my stories And when I'm reading the different women's stories about courage, I started to see these stories in my own life that were courageous. And I was always ashamed of them and embarrassed and like, oh, no, I can't I can't share that. So now it's very liberating and freeing, And that's what I want for everyone else to understand that some of these things that happened in your life, which I'll share a few things with you, are really, you know, you got through them. You're here today. You found some kind of strength to get there, get through it. Maybe not eloquently, maybe there's some scars, but you got through it. When I was eight years old, my sister and I ran away from my mother to my father's house because my mother was an alcoholic and her and her boyfriend had been drinking all day. And it was dangerous. And in that moment, my older sister is 13. She runs in and says, Terry, we have to leave right now. Grab whatever you can. I was mortified. I was so scared to leave, but I knew she was right. And I grabbed a pillowcase and just put whatever I could stuff in it. And we walked at night. And back then, you know, they didn't have cell phones. So we were calling my dad and said, we're, we're, we're coming, find us. And we're walking in the middle of the night over railroad tracks. And you know, I felt like I was a homeless person and scared out of my mind. And uh, my dad found us, but we never returned to my mother's Mm -hmm. house after that day. I was always embarrassed by that story. My mother did recover from being an alcoholic and was a nurse, became a nurse, but I never did live with her again and uh, never, it was a really hard story for me to share. I realized what we did that day was really an act of courage for my sister Mm -hmm. and I to choose survival and take that kind of measure which was very scary. So that was one. Um, the other one was, this is an interesting one that I found out when I looked back at my life stories, is that I was working in an eye clinic and I wanted to change jobs. I wanted to do something else. I wanted to be a pharmaceutical rep. That was like my dream job because I knew ophthalmology so well, but I didn't ever finish college because I was too insecure from my life story. I had low self-esteem. I mm. Too embarrassed to ask for help and studying, and I struggled in college. So after two years, I quit. So I never did get my degree. And every pharmaceutical rep position required a four-year degree. But something inside of me said, "Terry, what do you have to lose? Just go for it." So I, I applied. I went in for an interview. They called me. I don't think you've been to you know, two years ago you know, our company requires a four-year degree. Now, do you have a degree? like, no, I do not have a degree. I did not finish college. And they said, you know, you've come so highly recommended. We're going to go up the line and see if there's any exception we can make. We've never hired anybody without a degree. And they called me the day before Christmas and said, you know, I don't know why, but we decided to give you a chance, and I got the job looking back, you know, that was an act of courage. I, you know, to, to even think that I had a shot. Um, so that was one, another story, another one um, would was when in my early twenties, again, I uh, was dating a someone and he ended up being a con artist and I lost everything I had oh. to my name. And I keep thinking, okay, so what do I need to learn here? What do I need to learn? And I remember, not having anything, a car, I was sleeping on my girlfriend's couch. And there was something inside of me that said, you know, Terry, you can lose everything physical, but you can't, no one can take away who you are inside. And that was a pivotal pivotal moment for me because I knew no matter what happened down the road, that I always had myself, I could lose everything else around me, but I always had that strength inside. And I never asked for a penny from my parents. I, I just struggled until I got back on my feet. And again, very embarrassed that I let that happen to me. Yet, it was one of the most defining moments of my life.
0: Yeah, I honestly think that our struggles are what make us who we are. You know, I, I don't know That's- a single person that can be like, I've never been through anything. My life was perfect. It was great. Like there's never been a struggle in my life. We all struggle in different ways. I mean, I mean some people have been through some very traumatic things where other people may have struggled in not so traumatic ways, but we we all struggle. We all have struggles yes.
1: in our lives. It's human. It's it's a human part of life and I do think it gives you depth if and and if you haven't struggled I, I think that's a rare moment uh, for someone to get through life and not feel like you've, you've had some type of struggle, whether it's just understanding who you are, <laughs> that can be a struggle, just that. Uh, but it's, uh, it's meant, I think it's meant for us to grow and have depth, you know, the more that now I can look back at these stories and I can actually verbalize them to people and be proud that they, that those were defining moments in my life and made me who I am today. And that, it helped me be more courageous in moving forward in the unknown. Yeah. If I can handle those things, of course I can handle the unknown. And it makes you be braver, stronger, and break through barriers that, that you didn't even know you had. It helps build resilience. That's
0: definitely yes. helps build resilience.
1: <laughs> yes, I love that word. I just love that word. I mean, the more you're able to see that you can make it through tough times, the more you know that you can. And but what a cool feeling that is. Like, okay, I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring, or I'm gonna I'm going into the unknown. That seems kind of scary, but I can handle it. I know I can handle it. Right. And that's yeah, yeah.
0: yeah each little thing that you you go through, it kind of builds up and builds up inside of you this this ability to get to get through things that you shouldn't you you don't think you can i shouldn't say you shouldn't that that you don't think you can uh i saw something on facebook today that said something about um stop telling me that i'll get through this because i've been through this before i just want to feel my feelings i know i'll get through this it's just Mm. hard right now and i was like i think a lot of us have to to remember that is like you know, we see our friends and our family who are so strong, but they're going to go through some things where they just need to feel what they're feeling and, and they know they're going to get through it, but it's, it's just, we have feelings and we got to work through them before we can move on. So even if you think somebody's so resilient and they've been through so much, um, it's always giving them that space to be able to um, feel their feelings and, and understand yeah. You know, if they ask for like some inspiration and motivation give them that little giddy up, but otherwise just let them feel their feelings and be there to support them because I think a lot of times we we think we have to fix everything for everybody and sometimes people just gotta find their way out of it.
1: Wow, I think that's so great. I really agree with you and I I've, I've learned the hard way <laughs> with with my children. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you want to fix them so quickly and and now that my sons are in their 20s and I I'm now just there to listen and be there and give advice when they ask me to and it's it really takes patience but it's such a great gift to allow this big huge warm space for them to yeah. just feel
0: I know I have kids too and sometimes you know you want to you want to wrap them up in this nice little warm, cozy like bubble wrap <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. don't get hurt yes, don't. <laughs> don't feel that that harsh world out there <laughs> but it's part of life it's and, and, you, and you can't protect them and, and and nor should we right to to learn how to get through those feelings and it's a real gift when they know that we're there right
0: absolutely and you know they say they say let them eat that dirt <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? and that 10 second rule can go to 20 seconds <laughs> Man, <it's okay. laughs> Yeah,
0: They say uh, nowadays kids growing up that had like helicopter parents who didn't let them experience life. They're like the sickest generation um, because they didn't have that ability to like mess up and, you know, eat the dirt. I
1: love, I love eat the dirt. That's such a great metaphor for so much, so many things. I've eaten the dirt a lot. Yeah.
0: Right. (laughs) But I mean, when we're talking about kids, we want so badly to be that helicopter parent and like do all the things for them and not let them get hurt or have the ability to get hurt. I'll never forget when my kids, um, my twins. So my two older girls are not biologically my, my husband's. So they were a little bit older. Um, when, we met, the one was a baby, but I mean, by the time we got married and everything like that and the twins came along, she was a little bit older. So the twins, uh, when they got big enough to start climbing the tree in our backyard, I thought my husband was gonna have a heart attack. He was like, you can't let them do that. They're gonna break something, they're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's why we have insurance. They'll be okay. Um, but he wanted so badly to just keep them like safe and cozy. And I'm like, but you gotta let them explore life and learn their own lessons. Now, of course, to to a reasonable you know if uh, the tree in our backyard was so tall and they're climbing the very top where they'd like kill themselves by falling out of it i would have said no let's not go that high but it was not that big of a tree and they were fine if they had fallen out they would have broken arm or something but they would have been okay they survived (laughs) right and they they did and they they never fell out of it and now they're like the best tree climbers they can drive they can climb trees that don't even have branches that are low. Like my daughter is like a little monkey. She just gets her little arms and legs going and she, she climbs <laughs> up the tree. But if, if we hadn't let them climb that tree, they would have never learned. So I know it, to people listening there, I'd be like, why are we talking about kids climbing trees? It's a metaphor for us letting people experience life because uh, otherwise they're not going to build up that resiliency and they're not going to learn those lessons. Uh, yes, yeah. And you know yeah you can't understand what kind of courage you have inside and how courageous you really are. Unless you go and experience those things.
1: Exactly. You have to test it out. How do you know, you know, what you're capable of, of achieving or, or doing or being, unless you go to those different places that are scary. Even the feelings can be scary that you're having to experience, but you, you have other people that are around. And I think that's also something that I learned through this process of understanding courage. Understanding courage in other people as, as a coach and seeing that they were courageous. They didn't see it in themselves. I didn't see it in myself, in myself. But, but we have people who care. There's other people that want to help you and can be there or have experienced different things. We just need to be vulnerable enough to say, look, I'm struggling right now. I have these feelings, and and have your tribe, have those people around you know are going to be there, just like a parent is for a child. But when you get to become an adult, make sure you have those people that you know you can say those things to, and can just hold you in that warm place. And if that's your spouse, that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, if it's a friend, you know, find that person. But we're yeah. all we're all more similar than we are different.
0: No, I agree. Yeah, it. I can tell you. Uh, The last year has been one of the hardest in a long time for me, and we were talking about this a little bit before we, you know, started with the episode. And it has been those people, those supportive people, that have helped, you know, keep me afloat, you know, during Mm -hmm. this time. Is is those people that I've cultivated those relationships, and so they're the ones that I've been able to like lean on and talk to, and you know, have them gently remind me you keep going, just keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, none of them have been like, just, you know, buck up, suck it up. None of them have been like that, where those are not the things you always want to he- hear when you're in a place that, you know, is kind of dark. That's mm-hmm. not what you want to hear. You want those people that are kind of like, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. And, and that's what I I've had in the last year is, is those people that have, have said those things and have been there for me. So I, I can't agree more about finding those people i mean i've had family members but sometimes i mean i've i've had family members but i also haven't had family members because i have like my <laughs> sister that i'm close to but then i'm not close to my parents so i didn't have them i have friends that have been there for me and my my spouse has but he's he goes through stuff on his own as well so we can't always be there for each other we have to have our own people that we can lean yes. on when we're both going
1: through things <laughs> Yes, I know. It's true. Cause you know, it's not, I mean, sometimes you're both going through the things at the same time. And, and I think men really do need to know that they can find people or they, they like to be stoic sometimes and, and, and they don't like seeing their spouse go through a problem, having problems. They want to fix it. And you know, so it's, it's nice to know that you both understand, you know, what you both need. And during those times, and it, I think it's great you have those people in your life that you've been able to get through whatever you're going through. And, you know, it's a really courageous act. It is. And being honest about that and, and verbalizing that to, you know, like I've had a rough time and I did need help. I did have to reach out and find those people in my life. To me, that's a sign of strength, not weakness, that when you ask for help. Yeah, I know
0: it it can be really hard for people mm-hmm. to ask for help and say, you know what, I'm struggling right now and I really need some extra help or I really need some extra support or I need to step back from this. Cause we were talking about how I was, I'm going to take a little break from podcasting, um, which nobody listening to this will have noticed because I've recorded all these episodes ahead of time. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. What, what break, what are you taking this break? Um, but yeah, I, we were talking about that and I think it takes a, it takes a lot of courage for people to say, this is what I need right now in this, this moment in time. And, and this is what I need to do. And I think that we forget that, you know, we have the right to ask for those things. We have the right to do those things. And sometimes we just feel like we have to suffer on our own and we have to just pretend like everything's
1: great. Oh, wow. I couldn't agree with you more on that. And, you know, that, people shouldn't be thinking that there's no help. There's not anyone they can talk to and that they have to suffer, you know, in silence. So that's, that's really a huge message. I think for all of your audience right now, you know, that's okay. It's fine. Um, And we need each other. We do need each other. We're not meant to be just alone and dealing, you know, trying to figure this thing out all by ourselves.
0: So you're saying we need other people to help us cultivate
1: that courage. Yeah. Well, not in, this, in, in certain times of life. Yes. Yeah. In certain, not always. I think you can find it within yourself and it is in yourself. It is in there, but people can help bring it out by mm-hmm. knowing that they believe in you during those difficult times. They can mm-hmm. help see courage when you can't see it in yourself. It's already there somewhere. Right. <laughs> It's, 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 they just got to light the fire on your ass. (laughs) Exactly. Sometimes it's a big torch. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little candle. Yeah.
0: It's like, you got this girl, you got this, trust me. I, I I know you've got this. You just, just keep going forward one, one day, one step at a time. And you're like, okay, okay. I think I can do this. Yes.
1: Exactly. Take a baby step tomorrow well as as a coach, that's what we do for our clients a lot of times, holding that space when they when you know them so well and you know that they have days where they're not believing in themselves, and you know you just have to be gentle, like you said, you said gently telling me you've got this
0: yep. yeah. yeah i uh I was a coach for a while, and one of my clients has become one of my closest friends, and mm-hmm. she was leaving me a Voxer the other day, and she said you know what? I got to thank you because when I didn't believe that I could do all of this and then I had the ability to, to build my dreams and everything, you were that person that was like, nope, you can do this. Trust me. You can do this. And she's like, and now I'm seeing all those dreams come into fruition. I'm like, you had it in you all along. I just kind of like nudged you in the right direction. Like, <laughs> like-
1: yeah, I know. It's so true. And what a gift though. It, there's not, there's not a better feeling than when someone says that to you, that, you know, you, you were there, you're the one that pushed me past where a place I didn't think I could get past and believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And, you know, but, but again, they did it. You, we're yeah. just there to hold that space for them. And, you know, that is a beautiful thing to watch.
0: Yeah. That's definitely something people listening need to keep in mind as you have a lot more in you than you believe you do. And sometimes you just need that person that can be like gently nudging you in the right direction, whether that be a coach or a friend or whoever, you know, coaches are great. I've had coaches myself, also had therapists, have a therapist right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Also different, do different things. Uh, You know, there's people in your life that you need that are going to be able to just gently be like, here, here, go, you can do this. Um, and I think that sometimes we forget that we, we have that, that strength inside of us. And, um, maybe we forget all of the things that we've been through before, you know, like you said, you didn't really want to talk about the stories. Um, you know, a while ago, you didn't want to share your stories because you're like, there's so much shame attached to it and everything. And now that you shared it, you're like, oh, this is kind of freeing. And oh, I had a lot more in me than I remembered
1: I had. There it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, you couldn't have described that any better. It was the most freeing experience of my life to be able to talk about that and, and share it and say, you know, I, I, I really was pretty brave and, then you, you start to feel that inside and it helps you. Well, what else can I do? What else? What's next? If I can handle that, then you know, I wonder what else I'm capable of achieving or doing or being. And it really, I think it is like a little fire that's, that lights up inside of you that kind of gets excited again. And I think when we've had disappointments or, or things happen to us, our light kind of becomes a little dim. And our energy, we have less energy and confidence because we got, you know, and people are always having those disappointing things happen in their life. But the, the difference of the people that use that and turn it around and and learn from it and bring that whatever they've learned into uh, energy, more energy to get through next time or learn and go, you know, I'm not going to let this keep me down. I'm going to be better from this. And that's really the difference learned like, okay, what happened? What, you know, did you, uh, are you not honoring something or did you not, you know, stand up for yourself or, you know, what, what happened there? And, uh, that's really what makes the difference. I think in people that, um, let their light become dim because of what's happened to them or they use it to kind of fuel them.
0: Yeah. And if your light has become dim for anybody listening, you can definitely <laughs> bring it back. You can definitely bring it back. I think sometimes we we feel like you we've been down on our luck for so long that we're, there's no coming back from it, but there always is. Like there's always a way, you know, you see that person who uh, like 50 years old, 60 year old decides to go back to college, you know, something like that, yes. where you, you hear these yes. stories And it's because that person never gave up and they weren't just like, ah, this is my life. This is done. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter what age you are or where you're at, that there's always this ability to to come back from whatever you're
1: going through. I agree. I agree 100%. Never say never. Keep going. The next day is a new day. And it is a new day. It's another opportunity. And there's other people out there to help you and keep persisting. And know that you are resilient uh, and you have much more in you than you possibly could imagine. And uh, just know that that's a really important thing for people to understand. You can handle more than you think.
0: I would love to have you share some of your coaching tips with us around courage and resilience and all of those things. Because some people listening to us chat might be like, you know what? I am in a really bad place right now. I don't know how I can, I can deep, dig deep down inside and get this courage to keep going on. Like what are some tips that you might have?
1: Probably the easiest one. It's the easiest tip because when you're in that place, it's really hard to think about doing anything, Mm -hmm. but just take one thing and it would be like a baby step. And I would I'd ask that person, what's the one step that you can take? one action you can take that would make the biggest difference for you right now and it can be a baby step just a little teeny thing maybe it's you know making a phone call it's maybe writing down a list of things so that's one tip make it very small and easy and doable so you have you start to feel okay i could do that you know it's just a little movement in the right direction understanding the things that you need in your life that are important making that list the things that you value and the things that are important, all those, you know, the pieces, like, you know, your health, your family, um, your uh, entertainment, as far as, you know, going out and doing something fun. Your, if you're spiritual, you know, you know honoring that. Um, a lot of different pieces of your life. Everyone has different pieces. Understand what those are. And take one piece if, and, and see, like, am I, am I putting my attention on all these pieces and kind of look where you're not putting your attention Mm. and start putting attention that place that you know needs a little work. And when you just start even thinking about it and take the baby steps, all of a sudden you start to feel better and stronger because you're honoring yourself. You're honoring what you know you need. And you're really the only one that does know that. And so that's my my biggest I would say biggest step that you can do to returning to your power, returning to your courage. And when you're honoring those things, you do feel stronger and braver and have more strength.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of times when we're going through something, we let go of all those things that make us feel good. Cause we're just yes. kind of, it It just, it's a natural reaction. You just it start is. like, everything starts going and you're like, I'm in survival mode right now. Right. I am not doing all the other things. And so it's like slowly getting back to those things that make you feel good and that um, they usually do. And, and the things that light you up inside and will help fuel your fire. But when we're going through something, those things seem to just drop
1: right off. They do. And it's like, all of a sudden, you, it's like, all of a sudden you just can't think of anything, you know, that's meaningful in your life or why am I doing this? You know? And just, just take a baby step though. You know, it's the first thing. It's like, just quickly trying to, you know, to kind of look at your life, say, okay, what am I not doing? That's important to me. Just may not make it a big deal. Uh, the other thing would be, you know, what do you need to say no to? What do you need to say yes to? Mm-hmm. If you're saying yes to something, you're sometimes saying no to something else. If you're saying no to something you're also usually saying yes to something so those are things to look at as well because that puts you in charge also in the yeah. drivers and that gives you some confidence
0: saying no i know for people listening is hard it is definitely hard to say no especially when people have fomo and they're like or oh, they're worried <laughs> about somebody's feelings they're like i'm going to hurt this person's feelings if i say no but really I used to tell my clients to, um, make a list of their five, uh, five priorities in order mm-hmm. to, so like, um, for me it was my health and then my husband and then my kids. I always put my husband before my kids. Cause someday they're going to be grown and out of the house and I'm still going to be married to him. So, <laughs> <Smart
1: woman. laughs> <It was smart.
0: laughs> um, and then it was like, this was school and then um like the podcast or or no school and then friends or whatever it was. Um I haven't done it in a while. So and the way I put it is if if something's clashing with one of your priorities, right? So say I my friend invited me to go someplace with them and they really wanted me to go, but um, my husband has his Christmas party that day. I only say that because as we're recording this, it's in December and his Christmas party is right around the corner. Um, <laughs> I would say no to the friend because my husband's a priority. And so that would be something. So sometimes that helps people say no to things when they are very clear on their priorities. So that they, they, it helps relieve some of the guilt about saying no. You know, um, my schoolwork comes before my friends. So like, I've had to say no to going out with my friends before because, um, I had to write a paper for school or whatever it was, you know, and it helps relieve some of that guilt because you're like, no, this is a, this is a priority and it trumps that. So that might help some people listening if they want to make a list of their priorities and, and help that, you know, I also used to tell my clients to, uh, create some rules for engagement for themselves and the rules for oh, engagement. That's good. Yeah,
1: that's they, good.
0: They were things like so. One of them for me when I was running my business and I was going to school and I was it was doing all the things at the time was I would only have two nights a week where I would do something outside the house, like whether that is like I would go to hang out with friends or. I would go to like a, a conference or whatever it was. There was only two, very rarely was there an exception. Like if there was a weekend long conference, that would be different. But um, only two nights a week would I be away from home. That allowed me to prioritize my family, but also prioritize my schoolwork and my business. Because if I was outside the home too much, too much I couldn't prioritize those things. So that was one of my rules for engagement. And they were just like random things that were like, this is the, this is what I'm going to do. Maybe there are exceptions who are there, but this is, these, these are the rules I'm going to, I'm going to stick to. Um, I had one for my budget at one point in time. Like you're only allowed right. to spend this much money, um, yes. on yourself for fun things. You know, it was stuff like that. So just random things that you might think of that. I mean, don't make them too complicated. Don't make like 20 of right. them. Cause you're not going to stick to them, but like maybe one to five, like things that this is what I'm going to do no matter what. Um, so those are just two things that I used to teach people about that helped them, helped them and me say no to to more things. Cause I think a lot of times we feel so guilty for saying no, but I love that you said, when you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to other things and vice versa. If you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to other things. So what are your priorities?
1: Yes. I love that. I love it. It's true. And then it becomes kind of automatic once you know that list in your head. And it becomes easier the more you do it, the more it's easier to go, yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> you know, this is what I need to do first, you know, and not say sorry. It's so easy. That was, that was a habit I had, just saying, sorry, I can't do it. And, and that's even more, that's another level, another step to take is when you can say it without having to say sorry. It's like, no, I'm choosing this. <laughs> I'm choosing to do this. This is my priorities. And it's yeah. uh, very empowering. We can do it that way. I used
0: to uh, tell people that you can just tell people you're busy. You don't have to give them an excuse. You can just say I'm busy. You could be busy watching, uh, I used to say Game of Thrones because back when I, <laughs> back when I used right. to say this all the time, Game of Thrones was on. And so you could be busy watching Game of Thrones at your house, but you don't have to tell anybody that. You can just tell them you're busy. I mean, you could be busy doing anything. you could be busy taking a nap and they don't need to know. You don't have to give them an excuse and you don't need to say you're sorry. You could just say thank you for understanding.
1: Mm, it's beautiful. It's so true. It's so true. Why do we think we have to explain it all? It's 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 you know, it's hysterical. It's and, I, it's, it, and you made it so easy. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just busy. busy. You're right. Nobody it's needs rough.
0: an you know, unless it's like My, you know, like my sister's birthday party or something like that—that important. You know what I mean? Where you feel like, oh, this is somebody that I I I need to give them. Like, you know, this is why I can't come. Like, I have to work or whatever. That's very rare. Most of the time, like if you're invited to do something, like you're invited to go out to have drinks with your girlfriends, you could just say I'm busy. Like nobody's going to question that. They're going to be not going to be like, what are you busy doing? (laughs)
1: <laughs> and why? Why? Do and why?
0: You do right? <laughs> They're just gonna be like, okay, <laughs> and move on. Like, right? It's kind of funny, really, isn't it? It's hysterical.
1: We it's overthink things. Yeah, it's hysterical. Yeah, oh. I know. And we <laughs> all have been alive, so that should be like a no-brainer, right? Because everyone keeps themselves busy. I mean, most of the time. Right. Especially children and a life and a lot going on. You know, sometimes we are busy just having some
0: downtime and that's okay too. Like we should allow ourselves some, some downtime and the ability to just relax and not have to have our every second of every day scheduled out.
1: Yes. I'm busy doing nothing. Yes.
0: (laughs) I love that. All right. Well, Terry, as we wrap up the podcast, what would you like
1: to leave the inspired women audience with? I just want everyone to know that you are, stronger, more capable than you think you are, and that with courage, finding the courage in your life stories, and you will find them if you look, you're able to overcome any obstacle that gets in your way from you achieving your dreams. That's what I want you to know, and that you have people out there to help you, and that we're more similar than, than different. So know that you have courage inside of you. Give yourself permission to find it and start. And it can grow and it can strengthen with use. So know it's there and, and use it uh, to get through their difficult times and also to go to the unknown and achieve things you never thought possible. And
0: don't forget that you just got to take it one thing at a, at a time. Like Terry said, you don't have to overthink this or think that there, you have to do a million things. Just start with one little thing like Terry said. Just one little thing.
1: <laughs> one baby step. <laughs> maybe or, it's getting up in the morning.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That's a very important one. Just getting up in the morning. Getting up on time in the morning, I think, is a very exactly. important one. You know, because <laughs> exactly. exactly. when we're going through stuff, we don't want it. We'll just hit the snooze button over and over and over again until we have to get up. So maybe <laughs> getting up on time in the morning would be an important step. All right, Terry. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you
1: so much for having me. It's really an honor.
0: Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.